You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. On this episode of Did You Hear? Melissa Horak Hearn will tell us all about the census and how the library plays an important role. But first, your weekly word Alacrity. Brisk and cheerful readiness. Hey, welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? I'm Dave Carson. and so many episodes, we have folks from the library, different staff members, and I always ask them, what do you do here at the library? Well, as you know, I have a co-host, Melissa Horak-Hearn. That's Hi, me. Melissa. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Home Slice? Well, I want to tell you that today... You're the guest. Wait, what? You are the guest. I'm my own guest. That's right. How does this work? Let me ask you, what do you do here at the library? You mean besides this? Yes. Okay. Well, I am actually a civic engagement librarian, and that means that I'm responsible for creating content and experiences for our patrons that help them become better citizens. That is fascinating. And so it it's not is. it's not all podcasts. No, it's not. That's very well. little of it's actually podcast. A lot <laughs> of it is answering questions for people, helping them find voter information. Um, my colleague, my counterpart, there are two of us here at the library. Yeah. The other one's name is Ashley, and she created this really cool program called Gather at the Table where people come and sit around a dinner table and talk about some kind of tough topic. Yeah. We have legislative coffees where people can come to the library and interact with their um, with their representatives yeah. on the state level. We do an awful lot. We really want For people sure. to learn how to be the best citizens they can. So in, in addition to your programs, your podcasting career, um, you also um, work at a desk and, and help the, the public with whatever they need. I do. And that's one of my favorite parts of my job yeah. because the questions are always so cool. And I've gotten to think about so many things that I never would have thought about without somebody asking me about it. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the job. Well, parting, part of the getting to know you, Melissa Horak-Hearn, I have a, a few questions for you. So let's, let's start with this. The Horak Hearn, before you became a Horak Hearn, were you a Horak or were you a Hearn? I was a Horak. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Did you grow up here in uh, Johnson County? Mostly. Yeah? Yeah, mostly. Okay. I'm originally from Michigan. Michigan. Yes. Okay. What part of Michigan? Um, that part right there under the pinky of they the... They can't see. <laughs> okay, oh. under the pinky. Well, okay. <laughs> if you hold up your hand, your uh-huh. left hand, and you put your finger like just below the knuckle uh-huh. on your left pinky okay that's where i'm from well that that makes sense to me okay <laughs> all right and so uh did you go to school uh library school i take it or uh, somewhere around this area yep emporia state emporia state so you're a hornet i am a hornet but before that i was a proud missouri state bear oh really because yes, i actually uh-huh. got a master of public administration and another in geospatial information systems wow before i realized that i meant to be a librarian does that have 
Does that relate to any aspect of your job now? All of my job now. So much of it, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. Especially, um, of course, the MPA part of it. You know, I learned how to run government. And that's, <laughs> that's turned out to be awfully helpful. Yeah. But um, with the geospatial information systems, that's all organizing data and manipulating and analyzing data to get answers from it. Yeah. And that's a lot of what I do here. Isn't it fascinating how the the path of one's life and your work and your education, how it all just kind of blends in to make this unique you, the smoothie of you, if <laughs> you will. The smoothie of me, <laughs> who had to be a librarian because I don't know what on earth else my skill set would fit. <laughs> well, so how many years have you been here at JCL? I've only been at JCL for about two years. And a librarian before that? Or? I've been a librarian for 10 years. For 10 years. Yeah. And where did you come to, uh, where, where did you work before you came to Johnson County Library? Kansas City Public over across the state line. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I started out as a children's librarian and then worked in special collections like local history and um, ended up coming over here and helping to open our new Monticello branch. I was sure. working the desk over there. And then my boss told me that he wanted me to leave and take a bigger job with the library. Oh, that's so awesome. I did. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah well, I never would have applied for it if he hadn't just straight up told me to. Oh, wow. So shout out to Jared Harper, who is now the branch manager at Central. He's a great guy. And that led you to this desk. Right here in this chair to hang out with you, host. my homie. And and isn't it great? Because we get so many different parts of the library coming to us to inform us often about all, all aspects of the I honestly think library. I've learned more about librarianship in this setting yeah. than I have in my classes. Don't tell anybody <laughs> I said that, though. Except yeah. for the people listening, I guess. Well, so uh, with your position now uh, with civic engagement and and all the different things that you've done with the library, is this position your favorite? Of course it is, Dave. Yeah? Yeah. Well. Especially if my boss is listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, it truly is. This sure. is my dream job. Yeah. I mean, I... This is my dream job, and I love every single day here. And I hope you enjoy this part of it, the podcast, because I really feel like we're able to communicate some good stuff out there and, you know, make people a little bit more informed and hopefully tell them some things that maybe they didn't know. I am all about those things. I am yeah. all about telling people about things they didn't know and helping them find information that they need. Well, one of the uh, things that maybe people don't know a lot about, it's the census. And the that's what census. we're here to talk about today. And I find it kind of ironic that we just did some information gathering about Melissa Horacker. <laughs> and isn't that what the census is all about? That's exactly what the census is all about. And as part of my position, I am lucky to be the census coordinator for the Johnson County Library System. And it has been a lot more fun and a lot more exciting than I thought it would be. Why is that? Well, I really enjoyed the census anyway. I like uh -huh. the idea of everybody, you know, being represented once every 10 years and yeah. us knowing who lives here and how they live. And I'm interested in genealogy. And that is one of the primary ways that we can trace our people through history is with documentation like that. Yeah, but it's a colossal task, right? And it's, it's a it's so, huge task. Yeah. And libraries are actively here to help support gathering the information, right? Or we am sure I, are. Oh, okay. No, you are absolutely <laughs> right, especially this year, because 
in past, okay, the census is taken every 10 years. It's called right. the decennial ten- census. That means that every 10 years, every single person who is living in the United States is counted. Um, okay. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your relationship status is to the people in your house. It doesn't even matter what your immigration status is. You deserve to be counted, and you are required to be counted. Um, that's actually in the Constitution. It's Article One, Section Two of the Constitution. Got in there even before the Bill of Rights. Wow! And this is going to be the twenty-fourth census. So this has been going on for let's see, let's do some math. Two hundred and forty years. First one was in that doesn't add up. Seventeen ninety. Yeah, even this librarian knows that math isn't right. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking this from. The government's website. Oh, well. <laughs> um, the Census Bureau <laughs> the is part counted. of the okay. Department of Commerce. Yep. And um, the information that they gather is used to define eligibility criteria for programs, to um, calculate formulas that they use to give funding out, to rank project applications that come in. Like, um, I don't know if you remember ARPA and ARA a couple of years ago, the recovery efforts after the recession. Yeah, um, the sure. The census information was used to help determine which road projects, which shovel-ready projects were most pressing and most urgent. Um, also is used to set federal loan interest rates and to distribute all of our seats in the House of Representatives. Wow. I had no idea that it was so important. I mean, I it knew really that it is. was important, but yeah, when you, when you hear that, that kind of hits you in the face. It does. And this year, there's another layer to it because for the first time ever, you can respond online. And that's one of the places where we libraries come in because not only can we share that information that there's a change this year and we can sort of calm people's nerves if they're worried about submitting their information online because that is your personal data that you're sending into the ether. But we also have at every single one of our locations public computers that people can use whether they have a library card with us or not. So even if you don't have internet at home and you don't have a smartphone to be able to respond online, you can come to the library and we can get you set up on a computer so that you can do it here. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We also have good access to little kids. I mean, we have story times here in the library and then out in the community at some of the preschools and things. And little kids, really young kids, are the most undercounted population in the nation. Really? Yeah, I guess the people just don't think that little kids count somehow. Oh, yeah. I, but if you've ever been the parent of a newborn, you know that that person makes its presence known in your life. And so <laughs> sure. that person should make its presence known on the census, too. So let's talk about the timeline. When does this start and when does it end? It has already started, Dave. The first person that was counted this year was up in a remote part of Alaska called Tuxuk Bay. And that's what they do every single 10 years is go into what we would consider the middle of nowhere to villages that other times of the year are cut off because of no transportation methods. Um, Sure. The, the ground around these villages is spongy enough and marshy enough from the permafrost that you can't land planes on it when we would normally be taking it this spring. And so they send people out across the ice to conduct the census wow. in a little tiny town. And that was on January 21st of this year. Now, for the rest of us, we should expect to get in the mail uh, an invitation to participate uh-huh. in mid-March. Okay, 
actual census day itself is April 1st. That does not mean that you have to have your participation complete by then. That's just the traditional day that is the snapshot kind of day. Boy, being a fan of not only geology, but geography. Think about all the places in the United States and just the different terrains and all of that. And just what a challenge it must be to get into all the nooks and crannies of America to make sure that every single person uh, gets uh, counted. Well, can you imagine how difficult it must have been? Like, let's go back to the 1810 census. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about what our country was like at that point. Yeah. There was a frontier, first of all. Sure. You know, there were people distributed all over creation. We didn't have uh, good methods in a lot of areas of keeping uh, track of births and deaths and things like that outside of churches. Um, And there was no telephone. There was no reliable national mail service that reached into all of these places. So if you depended on the methods that we depend on today, it would have been really hit or miss. They would have sent people called enumerators, the people counters, Uh out into the boonies, into the hills and hollers to find people and literally count each head. Wow. Yep. Do you think there's any difficult, like, is, is there resistance for people wanting to share their information, even though it's required? Absolutely, there is. Uh. And, you know, it kind of makes sense because it's your personal data that sure. you are reporting and you don't know exactly what it's going to be used for. Right. And then this year it's going to be online. So you've got the digital security issues to think of. But yeah. luckily, the Census Bureau has been thinking about that a lot longer than we've been worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm sure there's there's trust issues. And I'm sure that there are people that try to, you know, gather information that uh, try to trick you into thinking that they are the official census. What, what should people look out for to make sure that they know that this is the official census and you can, you know, trust giving you your trust information it. to them? The census will not call you on the phone and okay. ask for your information. That's good to know. They will not ask you for your social security number or any of your financial information. So if they ask you for any of that, hang up and call the police immediately. Um, They will, if somebody comes to your door and says that they're a census taker, Uh you can ask them to show you a badge that will have their photograph, um, their name and an expiration date on it. All right. And they will provide you with a number that you can call to confirm that they are who they say that they are. Oh, very good. If you're worried about taking that info from them, hop on 2020census.gov and the phone number is there. It's a 1-800 number that you call and they'd be able to say, yep, that's one of our guys. You know, you're good. Thanks for asking. All right. So what kind of information are we talking about that we're we're giving up? We are going to be sharing. Providing, yes. Not giving up. We're going to be providing information like... How old each person in our house is, Um, what our annual income average is, um, what what our marital status is, what our ethnic background is. Um, Remember that all of this information is going to be taken in aggregate. That means that it's all going to be dumped into a pot and mixed around, and it's going to be used for statistics. It's not going to be used to find where Dave Carson lives and make sure that he was telling the truth about having 16 children. (laughs) Oh, the world doesn't want that. No, Um, no, we don't. (laughs) 
so Melissa, um, you know, uh, say I don't want to respond. I, my my sixteen children and I, we want to just, you know, live our lives in in peace and ambiguity. But Dave. It's a constitutional requirement that you participate in this. This is part of your duty as an American to participate in this count. If you don't, you're going to get a letter in the mail saying, Hey, Dave, why haven't you done anything with this? If you don't participate then, they're going to send you another letter with another paper form that says, Dave, we really want you to participate. Uh And if you still haven't by the beginning of June... Somebody's going to come knocking on your door to try to count you. Right. And they will try over and over (laughs) and over to try to catch you. Yeah. And if they find out that you are purposefully avoiding them, you could be in a lot of trouble. If they find out that you've fibbed or messed with your data, you could be in a lot of trouble. We're talking fines up to $5,000 and $10,000 respectively. Well, I'm really coming around on this. I'm really thinking about uh, participating in the census. I think that's a great idea. (laughs) You know, not only will you have done your duty as an American, but you will also be benefiting everybody in your community because that data is not just used for federal programs and federal fund distribution, but we in the library use it to figure out where we're going to put new libraries. We use it to help us plan our story times, you know, how many children's providers do we need versus adult? Yeah. We use it for all kinds of things. Wow. So the census is really important stuff. The census is super important stuff. And not only that, it's really cool because you can find out really neat information about people who lived a long time ago that you might not be able to find anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced, and I think everybody else out there is probably convinced too. And we've, we've uh, to backtrack a little bit, we've explained why it's important and how the information is used. We've also talked about, you know, who, and that's everybody. Every person. Um, we've talked about uh, what will happen if you don't participate. And Dave's going to participate, right? I am, for sure. Thank you. And um, hopefully we've eased some concerns about other folks that might be sneaky and trying to get your data under, you know, false pretenses. Yeah, because it happens. It does. But the census is not going to send you an email. They're not going to call you. Um, If you applied for a job with them, then obviously they would send you an email or call you. But if, you know, they don't just cold call people. They don't just show up, you know, without, without... you needing them to be there for some reason. But they they did text me, right, and ask me to go uh, buy a Target gift certificate no, no, and Dave, send it to no, them? they did not. Oh, my gosh. I thought the census needed $500 of Target gift cards. That was me, Dave. <laughs> I was testing you. What you should have done is called the library to find out if That's that was right. a scam because we would have been able to tell you that, no, you should not send $500 in Target gift cards through inner office mail to your colleague's desk. Dagnabbit, it all seems like it's it's so clear that I should have seen through your ruse. Don't be a Dave, people. Don't if you've got Dave. any questions about the census or any of the people who come to your door or any of the process at all, the history, any of it, give us a call at the library. Come visit us or check out um, 2020census.gov. That's the the Census Bureau's website for this specific census. You can find out everything you need. And that is really great information. And, uh, you know, now you've been introduced to Melissa Horak-Hearn. So 
if you ever see her out at the Central Resource Library, say hi. I will say hi back. And uh, part of my job. Don't fear the census. Don't fear the census. Did we miss a question you wish we would have asked? Do you have thoughts or stories about today's topic? Share them with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Joko Library. And now, our writer's quote of the day. Hi, this is Jama, the Youth Services Librarian at Gardner, Spring Hill, and Edgerton. I really like a quote from one of my favorite authors, Mo Willems. The difference between children and adults is that they're shorter, not dumber. We leave you with sounds from one of our locations. It's your audio minute we call Library Zen. For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear.